0: What'd you say, Adam? What are we selling? Huh? Huh? You were asking for what? what? What are we selling? <laughs> oh, What's yeah, yeah, no. Well, right you now? said
1: we're going to do a commercial, and I said, well, what are we selling? I don't even know what the hell we're selling. What are we...
0: Well, we got all kinds of shit. We
2: have uh, <laughs> we got a plethora.
1: It's like a got, smorgasbord. We've got shit, a shit smorgasbord. You yeah. speaking of shit? You sound like you're in the toilet. I man. know. Why do I sound mm, like I'm in the you, toilet? Doug? Yeah.
2: <laughs> was your
0: was your? I have a loud voice, and if my my voice is bathroom. so loud
1: that it p- gets picked up on your mind, it goes. Sounds like you, know you got to got out of the urinal. So, so if you go to birth. so
0: <laughs> if you go to mindpumpmedia.com Here's what you're going to find. You're going to find all of our MAPS programs. We put them all together in a super bundle. This is nine months of exercise programming. Literally, from beginning to end, you follow up for nine months, you'll get some amazing transformation. But that's not all. We've also got- But wait. Yeah. But wait, there's more. We've also got our nutrition survival guide on there. We've got our fasting guide. We have the occlusion training guide. We have our No BS Six Pack Formula. This is a workout program just for your core and help you build a six pack. And then uh, Adam wanted to talk about some of our apparel. Like, he's wearing some of it right now. Mm,
2: but do I get a ShamWow? <laughs> ShamWow. Yeah, we've got what we've do got. Do they still sell those? Uh, I don't know. Do they? Uh, I don't know. I think that guy died. Did he die? No, that's the <laughs> fucking
0: OxyClean We have hats. We yeah. have hats. We have tank top. We have Angry Mike, the Angry Mike logo, which is sick. It's the really pissed off microphone. Looks like he's yelling. Uh, black tank tops, white tank
1: tops. Yeah, we have black Oof, and white. The new tanks are sick.
0: They are. Yeah. Um, the hats are awesome. Those yeah. are flying off the shelves.
1: Yeah, we have yeah. three what different, heard, three different big colors now. Then we have all yeah. of our we have all of our regular shirts now too. So now if you if you went through Maps Anabolic and you don't you never got a Maps Anabolic shirt, so there's Maps Anabolic on there. Oh, uh, those are you,
0: green, black, and red shirts. Yeah.
1: So all the all those are on there. And here's the and deal: the, old, the gray, the gray. My favorite, my favorite shirt is the gray V-neck. That's my favorite. That's an it's mm-hmm. a handsome one. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: here's 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 the thing. Uh, I'm just gonna be fucking real with the audience right now i'm gonna be straight with you okay if you've been listening to mind pump for a while and getting all this wonderful free information that we're providing for you (laughs) and it's benefited you yes and you haven't bought a goddamn thing (laughs) go on there and buy a
2: shirt okay just buy a fucking shirt just (laughs) just a shirt at least uh, that's like saying hey i like you guys that's all i I want you to keep doing this yeah right buy something Yeah, one little thing yeah okay it's little but it goes a long way it does you know what i mean Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Justin's kids gotta eat.
3: If you wanna pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind pump. Mind pop with your hosts. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Daddy's
2: still got a dick slinging cock. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> what did you that's, just say? I don't know what that. That I don't know either, but
2: <laughs> somehow uh, it made sense in my head before that, I verbalized that it. That is the opening to this <laughs> yes, episode. Yes, can we please? Daddy's got a duck. <laughs> can slinging, you please? No. Uh, did, hey, did, wait, wait, hold on a second. Fine. That's,
0: that might be gay. Hold on a second. You have a dick slinging cock. It's a dick slinging So your cock slings not, dicks.
2: I'm just talking about my own.
0: Right, so yeah. your dick, your yeah. cock, yes. slings dicks. It's it, no, That might be homosexual. No, it's
1: a slinging dick cock.
2: <laughs> I just have two names for one thing.
1: <laughs> That's all. So for sure, at least probably one or two thousand people just tuned out right Yeah, <laughs> that's how we started. You up. know what? Hi, I, mom. I think
0: yeah. I think from now on we need to hit them hard in the beginning, so that way the ones that stick and make it through that those are the real listeners. Yeah. You know
1: well, I mean? you know, I've noticed that they some got- skin some podcasts have like these they, they literally you know the the ones that like have to like cut edit do make you know and they they doctor all them of up. them. Yeah, most of them, right? Not all of them, a lot of them, though, right? I've seen them where they actually—they're smart because they know that uh, typically a listener starts to trail off on an episode, so they leave like they do like how TV does, or like you know, like or the like, the news. You know, they show you like the crazy one, like you know, lady gets you know head decapitated uh, while she was running outside, like naked, clickbait. jumping rope. You know, so yeah. one
0: one thing that uh, uh, I've heard other podcasts do is we'll say, and if you if you continue tuning in at the end of the episode, we're gonna tell you blah. You know some information. That's yeah, like, that's yeah. right.
1: That's what I mean. So, like, if if we, you yeah,
0: listen yeah. to Mind Pump till the end of the episode, we're going to tell you the secret to burning uh, body fat just off your stomach.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god. Just we should do. Perfect. A, we should. We should do, just make a bullshit. Yeah, one. yeah. We yeah, should yeah, make yeah. a bullshit one. side. Yeah. Like at that. the end, yeah. listen. At the end <laughs> of, the of end. it all makes sense. At the
0: end of this episode, we're going to teach you a simple technique you can do at home for two minutes a day that will put one inch on your biceps. Mm. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some shit like that. Uh, well, you know, I love butt sex. So. What? He- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You didn't put it in that good <inaudible>
2: though. Why did I put puh? it in? No, that just was threw forced, dude. I, it out there. Let's know. just keep, let's give him another try. You got <laughs> yeah. I don't have to have another try. <laughs> no, you try did. did. It was the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
0: fucker, you lost the bet. <laughs> yeah, you lost. <laughs> me and me and Justin are the judges. Champions. You just threw that out there. That was yeah. There was no well. You know you know I love butts. Was a conversation? I love butts. It needs to be
2: part of because you are you have to be in a string of a sentence, and then in the middle you're just like ah butts. I then want then you to keep going. I
0: want you to say it in a way where everybody's gonna have to pause and rewind. Like, yeah. did he just say that? Yeah. What? What? You know <laughs> what? I'm saying. Yeah. I used to do that when uh, people are gonna think I'm an asshole. Well, some of them already do. Okay. When I used to sell, when when I man, ran gyms and we would sell memberships, um, the sales process is pretty quick. You take a guest within 40 minutes, they buy or they don't buy, and you see lots of especially big gyms you see lots of guests sometimes so you just boom 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 and you end up getting really good at it and it kind of becomes super routine and then you know you want to spice things up especially oh with your sales God. people do you used, i know you used to do this uh, of course you did because you're like i am so we were well, I came over the idea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did you learn it from the oh, from one of du- my people no, yeah, it reminds no, 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 me no, no, of right.
2: super troopers you know where he's like going like up up to like ask them for their id or whatever he's like what did he say? It was something like, fuck oh, you. I
1: don't remember. I used I to I used to tell my peers, right? So this is, uh, I used to role play with them, and I used to tell them, okay, listen, this is, I want you to be like, throw me off. You know, say, use, use, I mean, they, and so, and they would say like random weird shit to try and make me laugh or get off my game. Mm-hmm. And I would use whatever they'd say and reincorporate it into the sales pitch. Oh, dude. So <laughs> I would. Just to, just to practice my skill. I would always
0: know? do that. So I'd go in yeah. for a T.O. Part of it was because I wanted my salespeople to have fun. Number two, I was kind of being an uh, arrogant asshole by showing off that I could say something and that it wouldn't matter and that and the person.
2: You could still save it. I
0: could get away with it nobody yeah. would know. And then the third thing is it's hilarious watching your salesperson pick up on it and try not to laugh because yeah. I'm like, mm, you know, the straight face. Yeah. So I would say things like. I'm presenting personal training, and I'd be like, "Well, they're going to be doing lots of exercises to strengthen your core, your legs. They're going to help you squeeze your bonch, which is underneath, which is underneath your undercarriage, and it's going to strengthen your pecs." Squeeze and people would be like, like, "You can see sometimes, like, wait a minute, like, Did this motherfucker just say I've heard this
2: word." But, but then I would I don't keep think it's, you know.
0: I would keep going.
1: At that and, they're in normal they're, talk, they're wondering in their head, like, "Wait, yeah. is it medical? Maybe that is a medical term." Yeah. Yeah. I know I've heard that before. Yeah,
0: or or I'd say, you know, I'd say other <laughs> stuff too. Like I'd I'd use the words like sphincter. Like a lot of people yeah. don't know what a sphincter is. Like that's that's. Yeah some muscle in your butthole for example right and i would put that in the you know uh, i'd be like well when you're doing squats it's important you squeeze your sphincter in your core to stabilize your body now a lot of people would be like huh the poo poo comes out they'd be like yeah you do squeeze your core like they didn't catch the first part but the sales guy did Mm -hmm. and he's trying not to laugh (laughs) or she's not trying to laugh so yeah i would do shit like that all the time so you guys know how um i had i was getting like a really bad cold on monday yeah guess Mm. what
2: it's gone crazy it's gone Wow. It's gone. What'd you do? Oh,
0: so uh here's my good here's my for remedy for my cold. This is what I always do when I start to get it, but you have to catch it early. Very little science, by the way, is in what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> okay, here we go.
2: Homeopathic, Sal. I'm, yeah. gonna, let's say, let's I'm hear glad it. you announced that first. Very, very little. Science I know. Today. I know how our people. get. Yeah.
1: Now, now, when Sal says Sal's some shit, like, all of a sudden I see these like wave of people are all of a sudden doing. I'm like, did this motherfucker over here? I going to keep him in line over here. Oh, really? You yeah. see a whole bunch of people do it all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: So this is what I do? I enroll in every program that we sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Rub beeswax all over your chest. This is what I. This is. I rub my left nipple counterclockwise. <laughs> I um, so as soon as I start getting the symptoms of a cold, as soon as I feel that you know that 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 tickle in the throat, the sneezing, whatever, I do zinc lozenges uh, every other hour. Now there is some science supporting zinc lozenges. By the way, they have to dissolve in your throat. You can't chew on them and swallow because it's the zinc. The theory is that the zinc coats the throat and it prevents the rhinovirus, which is the virus that produ- that causes the cold from adhering to your throat and replicating. That's one of the, what's favorite places to, to grow. So the zinc prevents it from, from uh, adhering, so you just kind of swallow it and it goes in your gut and your gut destroys it. So zinc lozenges every other hour. I take elderberry uh, three or four times a day. Elderberry has been shown in a few studies uh, to be antiviral, in particular for influenza. Then I drink uh, lots of teas that have things like astragalus in them. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, and other types of herbs for cold remedy, and I do this every two or three hours. Um, and when I do this, and I catch it early, my cold usually will last two or three days, and then I'm good. If I don't do this, I get that long ass that you know Adam cold that he has for an hour for two two months or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
1: no, it yeah. goes away. Because I am I'm the other way. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just say no. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And then it goes away. I notice just a, <laughs> I notice a big difference just by me. Drinking lots of water. Self talk. Like, because I know you're. Is that in- your answer for everything? It is. It <laughs> is. So it's like, drink lots of water. Yeah. I, well, you know, <laughs> every time. You know or a
2: better pump. Drink lots of water. Yeah.
1: No, it, this is something that because uh, we talked about Mom, before. to grow. How water? I I just assumed that I drank a lot of water because I felt like I was. Water's always around me. I always had a bottle of water. I'm always drinking out of the faucet. I drink a ton of times when I'm working out. So I just assumed <laughs> dad, I dad. Was- I broke
2: my arm. Water. Drink some more water. <laughs> <laughs> hurry, hurry. Water him.
1: Spray him. Hey, Rose. talk all the shit you want, but I guarantee there's a ton of people out there that are under drinking water and they have no idea because in my experience... Most anybody that I've ever had track their water and report back to me what they're drinking was under under-consum- yeah. grossly yeah. under-consuming water. There's something So there, talk dude. some shit to me about that, but I'll tell you right now. <laughs> when, and I've also, and notice when you're sick and you lay in bed all day long, do you have a half gallon of water well, next to you? Well, they're
2: always like recommending you drink a lot of fluids. Right, you yeah.
1: know you've heard that forever. Yeah, forever. But, but do, you really, do you really drink a lot or do you drink a lot compared to a guy uh-huh. who's sleeping in bed all day long so it feels like a lot because you get up and you drink a glass or two? Yeah. You know, or do you really try and fl- like when I try and flush a ton of water to me, it makes it, it makes it speeds the cold up. When I don't do that, it drags out forever.
2: Well,
0: mm. OK, so this might be what you're saying here. Uh, I'm going to be an asshole real quick. Go ahead. Here this might be what you're saying. And uh, by go. the way, again, another disclaimer, I'm uh, partially making some of the stuff up. Okay. But I believe that when you're slightly dehydrated, um, your mucus is thicker um, and it's going to f- you're going to feel more congested. And so drinking a lot of water may thin the mucus and allow it to flow through. And when you have a cold, the secondary infections that you get from a cold are because the mucus doesn't go, it doesn't go through and it just builds up and then bacteria builds up in there and then boom, you develop something like a sinus infection. So what I just said makes a lot of sense. I have no idea if it's true Have you not. seen that? But That's, it makes a lot of sense.
2: What's that called? Like, that, that one device that like flushes. Neti pot? Yeah. Yeah. So gross. And I saw th- a commercial for that. And <laughs> not- it's like, it's so convenient. And this lady's like got it shoved in her nose. She's like, <sighs> I,
1: I have one and I use it quite often. And I hate using it. He's talking about the neti pot, not just pot. Actually, the neti pot works. No, it does. I yeah yeah yeah. No, they use it. I have have allergies, so it's like when it's a godsend when it's so bad outside and windy. And, I, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm red-eyed and sneezing like crazy. I have to go flush. I have to go take the neti pot and do that. And then it gives me relief. But I mean, when it's really bad, it, it still gets me. So, you know, but it does give me relief. So
0: I read uh, a, a study on the neti pot, and it actually showed that... Um, so there's contradicting studies. One showed that regular use of neti pot increased the frequency of sinus infections for some people. What? Now, uh, right, and I think it might be because you're constantly flushing oh, you're relying, water and shit. because you're relying on it? I don't know, because I know for me, I use a neti pot, and it gave me the worst sinus infection of my life, and I'm wondering if it's because, uh, and the same reason, by the way, this is why blowing your nose too much might cause this as well. There's a lots of little pockets in your sinus cavities, and uh, it could be forcing... Mucus that might have bacteria into some of these pockets that it's not in there, and then it doesn't necessarily flush out, and it builds up in there. They find this with people who blow their nose too much too. Like you blow your nose and cause so much pressure that it, fork it forces mucus into some of these pockets in the sinus cavity.
2: Captain Farmer blows, and over then here, it, huh?
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then it, and then it builds up, and then it can build do up you, into- you know Everett's like that. My roomie yeah, is oh, like, yeah? oh yeah, always. Just it's like <laughs> a, it's like a blow You can hear him on the, yeah. like downstairs. <laughs> he could be in his bathroom with the door closed, and you can hear him.
2: Bro, I shred through those uh, <laughs> uh, tissues like I have to get like four. I can't just get one. My wife's always like, why don't you just one? Because <laughs> it like blows and it disintegrates. Because I'm just like <laughs> power, right Yeah, there. I take uh, uh, I'll do horsepower.
0: I'll do Sudafed and uh, I think it's called. Gufini. I think that's the chemical name, Mucinex. Yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, do those two combo right there, and uh, that whole congestion thing is gone. Well, every, and you're
2: hyper from the pseudoephedrine. So what, what, what is so?
1: Uh, you know, every nurse I ever trained always told me Sudafed was like the El Nana when yeah. it comes to cold medicine. You know, yeah. that's. Do you know what it is in comparison to everything else? That's like always been the go-to.
0: Sudafed is the, is the brand name of pseudoephedrine, which oh, yeah. is ephedrine. Oh, yeah. um, uh, ephedrine uh, reduces the production of mucus by the mucus membranes. So when you take it, it just it dries you the fuck out. Mm. Um, you'll also notice that you'll uh, it'll dry out lots of other things um, in your body, so your eyes and stuff like that as well. So um, I think it reduces seminal volume. I don't know why I said that, but oh. I, I do remember reading that. So
2: you get a, a dry this is, load. This is the <laughs> this They also they also make meth out of it ouch. too. Don't they? A dry load. Yeah.
0: This is the this is the drawback <laughs> to having a photographic memory is I remember shit I shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like why did I say that? I don't know. We don't we're, know we're, we're, well, all, we're all distracted Come on It
1: was a yeah, Look at. I just asked you Yeah
0: it Reduces seminal volume Why the fuck would I Who uh, cares f- I don't need to remember that shit well, <laughs> I want to increase it Not decrease it I mean, <laughs> Just like you said before
2: <laughs> The impact of that though <gasps> Ouch Here it is <gasps> Here's the eagle It's the motherfucking Qua The quah. mother effing qua
0: Bring it uh, Give it to us hard
3: <laughs> Here comes the first question. Jason Narrows, how does alcohol affect recovery and muscle growth? We get him up again? Yes. Yeah, why not? Good,
0: good questions, questions get answered. Listen, let's do it. I don't I give a up. shit who you are. You ask a good question. We're gonna fucking talk about we'll, it on we'll my. Put it blog. up there. We're gonna talk about it on my <laughs> all day. How does alcohol affect recovery and muscle? It's the devil. It definitely doesn't improve recovery and <laughs> muscle. Uh, and know. too much of it will be negative on recovery of muscle. Um, a regular normal amount, does it affect recovery of muscle? I haven't seen any studies that have particularly... What does that
1: even mean, regular
0: normal amount? Like, a, like, a, like, okay... You know when they have studies like a beer like, a day mm-hmm. or a glass of wine. a Yeah, day. you know when they go, oh, you know, six ounces of wine every single day is supposedly good for your health. I've seen a
2: lot of people and their six ounces of wine. I mean, putting in quotation you know marks. You know, that's just because it's a, a goblet. Brand, it's just because
1: it's got fruit in it, and
2: that's the that's, all, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. that's the only it's reason fermented fruit. That's the
1: science they use yeah. behind it. Is right. you get some antioxidant benefits uh, from it.
2: Yeah, eat the fruit. Yeah, yeah. don't, don't <laughs> drink the alcohol.
0: Well, I mean, uh, there is some evidence showing that it might be something in the alcohol but it's totally inconclusive here's the deal uh there's no studies that show a regular like you know the the recommended dose of uh, wine or alcohol they never had, there's no studies that that show how it affects athletic performance muscle growth recovery and that kind of stuff so i don't know all i can do is speculate off of my own anecdote and off of my clients and all the people that have trained thousands of people have trained and i have never seen alcohol be a positive aside for no, the
2: resveratrol that but that's in a super concentrated form that's the only one I've heard oh, all the like studies on resveratrol they, yeah
0: oh fuck you know how much wine you'd have to drink to well get I that know but that's of, why yeah. you have
2: to concentrate the shit out of it for yeah. it to even make an impact
0: no it's it's not positive you're not going to do any better right. from drinking wine the only positive I could see from drinking alcohol is that you're stressed out as shit and you need to chill the fuck out and there's a benefit to that sometimes you're here drink you have a glass of wine or
1: you know here's a martini and now you're chilled. Well, I think the biggest problem with alcohol too is, is what comes along with all of it. You know, it's not just it's not. Rarely does anybody just have four ounces of wine by itself. Yeah, you know, or just one beer by itself. Like it's like potato chips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's with some nuts and chips, <laughs> so and good. yeah, or you're or you're washing it down with you know four more right behind it. So. You know, and then, then you the next day you you how do you normally feel after drinking? You know, you drink a lot, how much do you I mean yeah. I, I mean some people may try and say, like, Oh, I feel great the next day after drinking. Well fucking, enjoy that while that lasts. Because eventually it makes you feel it make does not make you feel great? I
0: don't buy that though. I think no. that people who drink every day they're like I feel fine. They have no idea that they feel shitty. Well,
1: that's, until they stop. Well, that's right. just it though. We've talked about this before. Being addicted to anything, right? You think that until you get off or you stop, you don't realize how much. It's like when you tell people used to tell me too, like oh. You know, I have no time to work out. I just don't have time. I don't have time to make it. I'm like, well, you'll be blown away. Like, if you actually just force yourself to make time, you'll start finding more time. It's it's unreal what happens. I mean, all that really is is because you're more. You have more energy. You move more. You're you get more things done more efficiently and faster. It's amazing. I always tell clients that like if they can just bite the bullet on that for a month and just sacrifice whatever it is they need to sacrifice to get in that hour gym workout you'll be amazed at your energy levels and your productivity level cuz you think you're normal right now but you're not you know so
2: Well I think too like I'm like, who thinks about like drinking alcohol as a recovery? You know, after a workout, something like that. Wasn't there like s- some kind of study like uh, back in the day about beer and like how uh, it would help you recover? Like you would drink it, you get the yes. benefits from it, but then also like it would help you to recover.
0: Yes, well, I think beer, beer I, has liquid in it. Yeah. It's got certain uh, it might have water, electrolytes in right. it, certain things in it. Um, that doesn't mean that that's ideal. Yeah. You know, if I were okay, if you were. Uh, starving on a uh, uh, desert island, um, and you ate uh, donuts, uh, pop tarts, and candy, um, they would show benefit. Oh, he's not starving anymore. He's surviving. Therefore, those things are healthy. No, it's because he had some fucking calories finally. I mean, uh, alcohol really, if you're drinking, let me put it this way. If you're drinking alcohol for the health benefits of it, uh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's there's yeah. there's way better things you do for the health benefit. Not if you're drinking alcohol because you like the taste you're a connoisseur of it. You like to relax at you the chill end of out, That's yeah. fine. That's totally fine. But don't don't you know bullshit and be like, well, oh, oh, I'm
1: doing it because it's, it's, it's not going to promote. I yeah. think that's what he's alluding to Games. too. Is is because he's asking how does alcohol affect recovering muscle? I don't think he means necessarily like if you were to drink it to help you recover or build muscle. I think uh, it's more like how if, I, if I'm somebody who likes to drink. You know, a beer or two every single how night. How much is it detracting from exactly? Progress. How much is it detracting from my progress? I would
0: say, I would say it is. It is detracting from his progress, and uh, it's related to how much he drinks. Mm-hmm. So, if you drink a little bit, it might detract a, a small amount, maybe not even noticeable. You start to drink two, three beers every night. It's gonna, it's gonna affect you big time in terms of your athletic performance. Well, it's, and,
2: it's inflammatory for the most part. So yeah, you got to account for that.
0: Alcohol, by the way, any alcohol, um, any regular consumption of alcohol increases cancer risk. So, uh, yeah, I I don't like this whole, like, alcohol is a health food type of thing. I think that's very, very smart marketing. And I think that they'll come up with certain studies that show certain markers get better. And it's a very popular headline in a newspaper or a website. You know, people who drink one glass of wine notice this one thing, you know, and everybody's like,
2: oh, this is great. Sells more Budweiser.
3: Right. The next question is from Derek Wurz. Have you ever had a client that was addicted to exercise? yeah <laughs> oh
0: yeah this is these are the hardest probably clients. more
1: common than more yep. common than you would think
0: these are the most difficult clients for me to train in fact mm-hmm. this is probably the only type of client that i would prefer not to train it is so difficult to break people of this Yep. because they'll come to me and it's usually that they've already worked out with another trainer i had a young lady that did this she was she was working out with another trainer she came to me metabolic damage he beat the crap out of her with the workouts she understood everything. I explained everything to her. This is what we're going to do. We're going to try and get metabolism to work again. We're going to try and eat this way to get your hormones back. We're going to – and she understood it all. But in the end, she ended up – stop. she stopped working out with me. And I know why. It's because I didn't beat her up in the workouts. She didn't get that addiction with me. Very difficult to break this because it takes a while for them to see their body start to respond well again because their body's so damaged from the shit that they did before. And so now they've got to hang out with me for six months to a year – before they really see the big benefits of exercise, mm-hmm. and for someone who's addicted to exercise, it's a very difficult thing to do. You know,
1: no, it's and there's a lot of psychological stuff that's going on Huge. for sure too. There's uh, more often than not, they have they have either some so like sort of punishing. It know. is it's yeah. it's the at least the ones that I've dealt with, my, and and I have dealt with a lot. In fact, I don't shy away from these clients. You know, I talk about how Sal likes to. Uh, Train a lot of the older population. I'm more of a fan of someone like this, a Type A personality, where they're, you know, they're they're go getters and they hammer it. They hammer it their their lifestyle out out at work. They hammer their lifestyle inside the gym, and you know, teaching them because I can relate to that. Um, I think and I think I do a, a pretty good job of understanding what they're going through and stepping them through that. And I also know that they're also one of the ones I can really change and impact their lives. Uh, when I finally break through, so there, it's a very rewarding client for me to take because uh, I I remember coming up through my my training career and you know all the different you know hundreds and I mean all of us in here have trained thousands of clients right so you know you get all you get everything you get every type of person and and condition and you know and I really enjoy uh th- this because of what Sal just said though it, it's my most challenging but I enjoy that it's the, the competitive side that I have of wanting to be better at my craft. So I like to take these people on because addic- how do
0: you get them to break that addiction? It's
1: it's it's, a, it's it's just like what you we talk about with nutrition or anything else. There's small goals, small yeah. things you're taking away from them now instead of adding things. You know, it's kind of like the nutrition concept. Like mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you to go from this person who goes seven days a week, you know, trains an hour at a time, high intensity working out to okay, only three days a week. I want you to, you know, don't go to failure. It's like you have to slowly wing them off. And normally it's I I allow them to exercise as much. It's I focus on the intensity first. Do you Mm -hmm.
0: do you have to do you find yourself having to point out like the small victories? Like, for example, I have I have a friend who she's, you know, kind of following someone by advice and she's getting frustrated because she's like, God, I used to be able to get lose weight so quick and now, you know, what I'm doing, what you're telling me, and I'm not, and I'm like, well, let's see, before, you would do an hour of cardio day, and you would eat nothing, and you'd lose weight, and then you'd gain it back, and you'd do this yo-yo thing, so now we're trying to fix your metabolic rate. I said, but let's just be clear now, you are exercising half as much, because you're doing it right, you're stronger in the gym, you're eating more food, and you haven't gained any weight, mm-hmm. so what does that tell you? We've now sped up your metabolism, so I have. To, I find myself having to point those things out, and then you know, of course, a light oh, bulb you went definitely off. Definitely do. Yeah. 100 percent.
2: Otherwise, yeah, they're gonna like revolt because it's it's such a it's such a like base. Like they base each workout almost on like its its relevance for how their body's been reacting to it. So like for me, like I've had a couple clients. This is just as difficult by the way as somebody who you know has an intensive like eating disorder or, or something where you know they they look for eating for some kind of like psychological benefit it's the same kind of psychological benefit they're getting it's just from moving and so that that's been their answer so then they're going to want to drive that home to its fullest ability and so uh it's just like Adam's saying you have to really just like steer in a different direction but you have to do it like one thing at a time you take you know if if they're like i used to have people like they would train with me and then after that okay i'm just gonna do yoga you know nothing yeah. crazy i'm just gonna do yoga i'm like oh yeah so you did yoga oh i did the the hot yoga you That's know it was like one. oh it was super you know it was crazy it was awesome and then i'm like well great. Cause we were going to do a full like comprehensive foundational, you know, a uh, compound lifting day. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and tone it down. No, no. I'm like, look, you're not doing like you're adding every time. Like we meet, you're adding something on top of this. And this is so, so I have to account for that yeah, as a trainer. You, you have to account for it. So, uh, so yeah, so I would do that. I would start scaling back the workouts and like almost like, you know, tell them, Hey, well, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to do this. Right. You know, when you do this, I'll do this. Yeah. And so I would just like sort of push and pull with them because they're the type that's going to fight you the whole way until you finally have that breakthrough moment.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Derek is a, a trainer or or not. Um, sounds like it's a trainer type of question. Uh, you know, part of this will come with just you know getting perfecting your craft. Like you know, Sal talks about all the all the conditions and the things that these these small victories. Well. Part of once when I started doing so many clients like this, and I get a lot of clients like this. Matter of fact, the majority of my clients are like this. You start to attract these people because you get good at it, right? And I think that's why Sal has a lot of the elderly, right? So he gets a lot of these people that have aches and pains and conditions that other trainers couldn't help them with, and they meet Sal and like they he literally changes their lives, and he's very good at it, and he continues to perfect that. You know, with these Type A personalities, I've learned to be ahead of their complaints or be ahead of their frustrations. Uh So I I, I already foresee that, you know, as soon as I give them this, this new goal this week of, I want you to only walk for one hour here and do this and do this. I already know the feedback I'm going to get from him or her. And so I'm already telling them, so this is how you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this. And, and you're, you're going to
2: text me like, ah, it's not enough.
1: Yes. You're yeah. going to feel like that. And you're going to want to start to do this and you're going to want to do that. But this is important that you follow this the way I'm telling you is because there is there's a reason behind everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm closing before that, like the objection right. would come up right? right before they start bitching or complaining about uh they're, they're not not seeing the results they're used to seeing when they were going to the gym, you know, twice a day and doing that. Well, no shit. Starve yeah. your body. Body and go to the gym twice a day. I can lose anybody fifteen pounds in one week. That's, That's not you impressive. Stay in
2: their head, just yeah. like yeah, you mentioned. You got to stay ahead of that by just like constantly dropping like that that knowledge, that reassurance, because they need to be reassured. Because it's like you know, otherwise they're going to feel like it's a disservice. Like they're not going to get like what they want out of the experience. It, especially like
1: those, and I'll tell you why I I fell in love with those type of clients was. Once I learned, once I got good enough at my craft that I could foresee that stuff and I could really help this, uh, this you know type of person, was they, these people, when they do get this, the switch switches over, they're the best ones. Yep. They're the ones that are like those are like dial. Oh yeah, and yep. they, and you you tell them to do something, boom, they change the do it. They're not cuz I rather have that than the fucking wavering person. Every time I see them, oh, I tried, but I forgot. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, but we were we went out to dinner with my friends and so, you know, and it's it was her birthday, you know, and oh, and my husband got a promotion yesterday. So, you know, fuck that, bro. I don't want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that just I can't I can't help that person. Yeah. That person's got way more for the. you got a lot more to do. But before you come Uh, over and let me help you out my
2: two i I think the two best clients if you're a trainer and you're listening and you want to like have lifers and like focus on the ones that need to address pain or like adam said the one that needs to be you know they're already type a but then you have to win them over yeah i think Mm -hmm. the like so that you could fit in that category but
3: anna the wise one can you really reset your hormones by intermittent fasting or detoxing?
0: God, there's so many things in that question that makes me cringe.
1: I know they do because you're resetting
2: hormones. Don't even. Yeah, there's so much shit there. That, uh, can
0: you reset your hormones and detoxing? I fucking hate the word detoxing. That
2: sounds like one of those isogenic or like like cleanse things. Yeah. Like that'd be in their like marketing um, you know, brochure.
0: Here's the thing. Detoxing, let me tell you why I hate that term. Detoxing literally means you're full of toxic shit and you need to detox. If you're toxic, you need to go to the hospital. Um, That's just a term that's thrown around by the uh, fitness industry to sell you, I don't know, tea supplements, powders, you know. You're going to feel like shit for the first month because your body's detoxing. No, (laughs) you feel like shit because you're fucking drinking nothing but cayenne pepper juice, you know, for for whatever and, you know, that kind of shit. Um, As far as resetting your hormones is concerned, I don't like the term reset your hormones, but can you change your hormones with intermittent fasting and diet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you eat improperly, your hormones will be affected in a negative way. Things like insulin, which is the easiest one to affect. You know, you want to re- you want to increase insulin sensitivity and reduce insulin's ability to uh, make your body store body fat. Definitely cut sugar out, and then the second thing would be to cut, cut carbohydrates down, mm-hmm. and then insulin becomes a lower load. And as a result of lower insulin, you have more growth hormone. Which tends to be uh, fat burning and you know nourishing and stuff like that. That's not saying insulin's bad. I'm just saying. Just one easy way you can manipulate your hormones. Well, without- yeah, I
1: understand the point is that you're making is that you can manipulate your hormones. I mean, totally. we're, we're yeah. constantly manipulating our hormones. I mean, when we get stressed, uh, hormones you know, are, are changing in our body. So it's not, yeah. it's not uh, that's a that's an ever flowing, moving type of thing that we're always. You're trying to have optimal hormonal right. levels. Yeah.
2: And- you don't want one to be too high anyway because that's not how it works. Unless all it's testosterone. Inter- <laughs> well, yeah, but they they want to interrelate. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they all—it's such an intricate, you know, way that they re- react off of each other. So it's true. If you lo- it, if if, think about that, actually, when you, I, testosterone is probably
1: the one hormone that you could, like, everybody could benefit from. from uh, uh, a high, de- level. high yes, level. right?
2: Overly yeah. high levels, right? It's, well, not overly.
1: No, well, yeah, I,
2: I, like, I, there's still a balance. There's still there. well,
1: yeah. okay. There's obvious adverse effects of converting over to estrogen exactly. and other like, long term effects. It'll switch.
2: Though. Not just that.
0: Not just the fact that it converts to all these other hormones, but it will. Um, affect other things
1: like um suppresses you know, your natural well, hormonal you, you could get too. You,
0: yeah and you could get you know uh, prostate enlargement or more androgens. I, I mean you know, like from a, a
1: from a natural perspective not yeah. from a like not from a synthetic yeah, so we're not talking about if adding you, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about adding testosterone. I'm saying you could handle or you would want as much testosterone as possible yeah. in you a You want nat- to
2: achieve yeah, I agree. Like you want to achieve that like higher level well, the, like naturally. As well, much the as range you can. is ridiculous. I don't know what the range is.
0: Something like 200 to, to 1200 yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big fucking. There's like six times more testosterone, and you're still considered normal or Ooh. average. Um, uh, you know, here's the thing: if you're noticing that your hormones are off, and this is more common for women than men, um, although uh, this happens with men also. Yeah, you know, eat whole natural foods, bump your healthy fats, uh, eliminate sugar, and. Reduce your carbs. You don't have to go no carb. Just reduce them a little bit. And that tends to (coughs) provide the body with the right building blocks uh, for good hormones. But there's much more that goes into this. Get enough sleep every night is one of them. Mm -hmm. Lift weights properly is another one. If you don't get enough sleep and you lift weights improperly, you exercise improperly, that will negatively affect hormones as well. Now, intermittent fasting um, is very effective in terms of fat loss. It's very healthy for you. However, if you do it wrong... You will increase your stress hormones too much. Um, going ketogenic for too long, for example, may reduce uh, your thyroid output Output in some people. So it depends if you have issues with thyroid. You might want to be careful with a pure ketogenic diet. So it mm. really depends on um, the individual. But I would say if you're eating a very good whole food natural type of you know diet, you're getting adequate fats, and you're utilizing intermittent fasting properly, um, it should... For the most part, um, balance out whatever imbalances you may have with your hormones, so long as those imbalances were diet and lifestyle related, not genetic or disease related. If you have genetic or disease related hormone imbalances, changing your diet might help a little bit, but you probably need to go to a doctor Mm -hmm. and we need to supplement. As far as fasting is concerned, definitely a wrong way to do it. Definitely a right way to do it. We have a very inexpensive fasting guide that spells it out for you on mindpumpmedia.com and so you can check it out there.
3: Milk Monsters is asking, how do you rank strength training, myofibrillar hypertrophy, uh, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy for muscle growth?
1: Okay, so... Verses, versus,
0: so which one is... So the question is, so strength training would be... You're talking about CNS. Or, yeah, so yeah. I think he's probably talking about central nervous system training. So strength, uh, both uh, improved sarcoplas- sarcoplasm within muscle and bigger muscle fibers will contribute to strength uh working on strength will contribute to more you know myofibril hypertrophy and more sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Uh, increasing myofibril hypertrophy will contribute. So basically they all contribute They all work together. There's there's can you explain the
2: myofibril versus the sarcoplasmic?
0: Okay, so so central ner- so when he said strength training that's the central nervous system. The central nervous system we've used this an- analogy a million times. It's the amplifier mm-hmm. and your muscles are the speakers. Uh you're just making your amplifier more powerful, so it's giving more output to the speakers. So improving the the effect of your central nervous system, its efficiency, effectiveness, and health will make you stronger in the gym. It'll make you stronger. Period. Anywhere. A real easy example of this is, uh, you know, you could take an artificial uh, central nervous system stimulant like caffeine, and you'll get a little stronger instantly. That's just because it makes it fire harder. We we want to build it through training. Myofibril, uh, myofibular hypertrophy, these are the actual muscle fibers. So if you look at a muscle, if you look at a big muscle and you go down and look at it, you'll see that there's fibers that make up that muscle. Hypertrophy just means growth. So that would be thickening those fibers, which means when they contract, they're stronger, okay, through that process. Sarcoplasm is all the other stuff in muscle. That makes up its size. So if you take out all the muscle fibers, there's still stuff in your mm-hmm, muscles. Mm-hmm. These are all the non-muscle fiber structures within muscles. Everything from the fluids in muscles, the energy that's in muscles, uh,
1: to some of the cross structures that are in muscle that make it. Which And you can improve. You can make that grow, too. Visually, it's the most, I think, uh, that you see, right? right? That's what the pump we all talk about. Yeah.
0: If you Okay, so when you get a pump, a pump is known as transient. Sarcoplasmic hypertrophy In other words You're temporarily Increasing the sarcoplasm Within your muscle While you're exercising You get a pump It grows Then that sarcoplasm Goes down The blood
1: leaves the muscle Which just so you know This is also how A lot of uh, people Write programs And show people To make people think That they're getting The most results By following a program Like this that is Focused on the pump It's driven to get a pump. So you feel it and you see it because it's noticeable instantaneously. If I took you, it is like coming. If I took a power, if let's, for example, I take, let's say this, this power lifter hired me out of nowhere and said, Hey, I, I just want you to train me how you would train me. Um, this is how I've been training. I've been a power lifter for a long time for a long period of time. Uh, what do you think we should do? And I said, Great, we're gonna we're gonna go right into some hypertrophy training. And I put him on hypertrophy, and he's gonna be like, Whoa! Yeah, I mean, right. you just that's how I would rank these. Is I would rank these um, the ones the one most superior to the other is the one that you're not doing. Mm-hmm. So, if you that's if, a great, yeah, the one a, you've been neglecting, exa- yeah. excellent example, yeah. So, if you if you are because they all have huge benefits and, and are essential to, uh, you know, building this optimal physique for not just performance but aesthetic and everything. If so, if you're
0: not if you're not training, if you're not specifically training for each of these at some point in your training, you're missing out, a, you're missing a piece of the puzzle. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't know if Milk Monsters, I don't know what your name is, I don't know if you enrolled. I feel like he has maps anabolic because he literally listed the the
1: phases yeah.
0: Yeah. that are maps anabolic.
1: So, uh, he, he's it, he's asked smart questions before too. He's yeah, he's been around.
2: Yeah, with yeah I wonder because, the
0: because that's that's kind of how maps anabolic is broken down. You you do 3 weeks of central nervous system training. Then there's three weeks of myofibrillar hypertrophy type training, and then three weeks of sarcoplasmic hypertrophy training. And then you go and you cycle through again. That is by far the most effective way to train for overall muscle growth um, and strength because you're, you're, you're specific with your target, Mm -hmm. but you leave the phase before your body adapts and stops And and stops responding. For
1: somebody who doesn't have our maps program. That's the, I think that's the key takeaway from this is that that's how I would rank those. There's, there's not one more superior than the other although somebody you might read somewhere that someone tries to argue that but the, the reality is they're all important and the one that's probably most important is the one that you're not doing right so that, that's what's going right. to show the greatest change at, in adaptation for at, your at body. the end of the
0: day uh, you know if i had to trade sarcoplasm for 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 actual thicker fibers of course i'd want thicker fibers you know if you have two muscles that are the same size but one has more sarcoplasm and the other one has thicker muscle fibers, the thicker muscle fiber be muscle be stronger. It, well, it might. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but if it, all things being equal, it will be stronger and uh, it will look different. It's going to look hard. It'll look dense. It'll look grainy because it's more solid, mm-hmm. you know, muscle that's within. But again, they all contribute to each other. So, you know, here's a little, here's some tips. Okay. If you're training for central nervous system strength, you want to train, you want to pick very basic compound movements. You want to do Lots of sets. So I'm going to do six sets of squats, but I'm going to do very low reps, you know, two or three reps. Um, I'm not trained to failure. By the way, I don't train to failure in any of these things. So I'm picking a weight that I maybe, maybe be able to do five or six reps with, and I'm doing maybe three or four reps, but I'm doing five or six sets. And yeah. you do this with your body. And you tend to want to train movement versus muscle. So when I'm training for central nervous system, I'm not so much worried about hitting my lats, hitting my traps, hitting my... Delts. I'm more f- focused on pulling off the floor, squatting up, pressing up, pressing in front of me, rowing behind me. Um, then, when you move on to myofibrillar hypertrophy or actual muscle fiber hypertrophy, this is more your bodybuilding type of eight to 12 reps. I'm doing more exercises. I'm doing straight sets. You know, I'm hitting my chest. I'm hitting my delts. I'm doing different angles. And then, when you move to your sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, I'm doing higher reps. I'm doing uh, Supersets. Mm. I'm doing a lot more volume. Cutting out your rest. My pace is my pace is faster. I'm trying to yeah. go for a pump. Um, and you know some people would say well why don't I combine all those in one workout like why don't I start with strength yeah. go to myofibril
2: muscle confusion man right let's confuse everything
0: because um, <laughs> I'm the, confused because you'll get you'll, you won't get as good of results as if you focus on one well, at a time you'll ad- get very ad- little of
1: adaption each. is still the priority and you just right. got, it's just like the analogy you've given before with learning a language you wouldn't you know you wouldn't throw all kinds of random, random sentences that don't even make sense together <laughs> <laughs> you know to try and learn the language you would put well, things I'm in order say.
2: German and Spanish. Right. So, and, you know, insert anything. Right. Japanese. So,
0: so, so you're, 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 you're better off. And this is based on our, a, a lot of our experience. And there's some science to support this. But from an experience standpoint, like if I, if I take a client and I do strength, you know, high, strength training, you know, central nervous system training, excuse me, uh, muscle fiber hypertrophy training and sarcoplasmic hypertrophy training. And I do that all in the same workout or in the same week. Um, I don't see the same kind of measurable results and I don't have the same focus as I do when I can take and focus on it on two, three week periods Mm -hmm. and, and then they contribute to each one. And then it makes it more fun too. like if I'm just doing pure central nervous system training for three weeks, it's fun to fucking PR on these heavy lifts for three weeks. Yeah. And then I go to muscle fiber and then, you know, hypertrophy. And then well, I can each see... each
2: one, you, you're able to see, like, a benefit. Like, even if it's endurance, you know, you're able to feel like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in good shape. You know, like, I'm not winded and I'm doing all these things. It's like every one of those things has its own benefit that you just need to focus on.
0: Yeah, that. and then it's fun to go through again. Like, uh-huh. okay, now I'm done with my sarcoplasmic type training, my pump. Now I get to go back to strength, and it's really fun to see those numbers go up, or it's really fun to get into sarcoplasmic hypertrophy when I've been in the other phases, and it's like, oh, man, I really miss getting that skin-tight, fast-paced, but much lighter weight-type workout pump. Um, It's really fun also to train that way because we need to consider this. When you're designing a program for someone, if you're a trainer, or for yourself— adherence to the program is a factor you need to consider Mm -hmm. and so if let's say mixing up all those uh those phases in the same workout or in the same week gave the same results but uh if people adhere to it less because they're not seeing the measurable results as much well then the other way is gonna be more successful because people are more likely to stick to it Mm -hmm. so that's a big factor as well and that's another thing like I I, consistently, people tend to stick to programs that I give them when I give them specific targets for three-week periods. Like, okay, for three weeks, this is all you're focusing on. And now for the next weeks, this is all you're focusing on. It's easier
2: mentally, too. Totally. Yeah.
0: Totally. So with that, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review. Actually, if you don't like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review, too. (laughs) You may get a free sick ass t-shirt That's and you it. can check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump black on black you can check us out uh, Mind Pump Radio on Instagram you can find me at Mind Pump Sal Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin and you can check out our site on the internet at uh, Mind Pump Media.com. thank you for
1: listening to Mind Pump
3: for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam and Justin visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com
2: until next time this is mind pump.